When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut up, man? Hello and welcome to the Betches Sub Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And if this is your first time tuning in, the Betches Sub Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit in the news brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Which is us. Today, we are going to take it back to some OG CoronaCast vibes and talk all about the pandemic. We've been talking about the president-elect and the president all week and... The prevailing news story is still that Biden won and Trump won't accept it. So uh, I think we can move on to talking about the pandemic. Right. I mean, when we did have the Corona cast, ironically, the numbers of the pandemic were actually less than they are now. Well, I guess that is kind of how accumulation works, accounting as the president. Yeah. But in terms of the rate in certain areas of the country, it is more widespread. And now we're potentially on the verge of, you know, some more restrictions going into place. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's as bad as it's ever been. And I'll admit, even reading the numbers, it does. I mean, today and yesterday, I started to feel the kind of fear and anxiety that we felt in March. It was starting to get more real, I think, because here it's been raining. So it's like everybody is inside all the time. In New York City, we have outdoor dining. I'm doing air quotes, but like, I don't know if you've seen them, Sammy. It's inside. They just built outdoor like extensions onto restaurants. I'm sure there's science mind. I'm sure there's better ventilation, but Mike and I decided after this weekend, we're not going to restaurants again. Yeah. I mean, I think that obviously the risk is like a compounding thing with multiple factors. So if cases are generally low, then like outdoor dining is probably is less risky because the chance of you encountering someone with it is less. So you can get away with sort of these like, you know, slightly more high risk behaviors when cases are low because overall your chances are just better. But when cases are rampant, why even tempt fate like that? Because chances are that you will encounter someone who has it. Right. And I think cities are starting to ask themselves again, why tempt fate, but maybe not about the right thing. So COVID cases and hospitalizations, they're piling up at record rates. We're hitting like 145,000 new cases a day, which is out of control. That's 
nothing compared to the highs we were looking at in March and the lows over the summer. Chicago issued a stay-at-home advisory urging residents to leave just for essentials. New York City is quickly approaching a 3% positivity rate, at which point our schools would have to close. That's even though cases linked to indoor dining seem to be higher than those linked to schools. Not to say that schools don't have any spread, but when you're looking at what's causing these spikes in the city, it doesn't seem to be schools. Governor Cuomo has restricted indoor and outdoor dining. Um, Restaurants have to close by 10. It was news to me that people were out at restaurants after 10. Also, like, the virus doesn't come out at night. (laughs) What? If it does come out at night, then you can keep the schools open. Exactly. Maybe they think that the longer you're out, the drunker you get, and the less responsible you'll be. Okay. It's a I've curfew. Never, I, I'm drunk at 8. I'm drunk at 8.30. Yeah. I'm drunk at 9. Like, I don't understand why people wait to get drunk. Why don't you get drunk earlier so we can all go to sleep? I've been saying this for a decade. I never went out at 11 o'clock at night without a fight my whole life. I, yes, same. I also like, I haven't even like had that opportunity in a year or two, but it's also linked, I think, to like, I've read to indoor gatherings, like small indoor gatherings of just people who are like friends. And I mean, that's, that's also like, how are you going to even regulate that? Unless you say like, we're going into a full Chicago style lockdown where you can only really leave for essentials. Honestly, I don't understand what the harm would be of doing that for a short amount of time. Well, that's what most of Europe is doing, is prioritizing. I mean, it's like, it's today's economy versus tomorrow's people and their education. And it's a hard calculus. But in Europe, they're actually just paying people's wages to keep people in school. And they've been doing this the entire pandemic. But our country's such a mess, like that has not occurred to us. We're not even, I don't think Mitch McConnell has any interest in doing any additional stimulus. No. The only thing he's calling uh, the Senate for is so that they can confirm people to get more Republicans into spots, into uh, appointments before Biden becomes president. That's literally the only reason right. he's calling people to the Senate. But the thing is with the schools, it kills two birds with one stone to keep kids in school because then you don't, then you have parents who can work in jobs that mm-hmm. maybe they can wear a mask there or maybe they can go to their essential jobs. It just seems like it, is so silly to keep recreation open over necessities. Right. Yeah. The gym part is kind of hard to grasp. Like we're at a point where things have to close, like something's going to have to give. And I don't know, just thinking about how we reacted, we, we closed down gyms immediately when things were this bad before. So why are we even having a conversation about keeping them open? In terms of spread, gyms who are looking at like one of the worst situations possible. People are huffing and puffing, sweating on each other's machines. Like gyms are incredibly unsanitary. It's gross. I went to my buildings for the first time yesterday. I hadn't gone and I hated it. I'm not going back. Somebody was on the Peloton without her mask on, huffing and puffing, panting. I'm like, bitch, buy a Peloton. Get out of here. What are you doing? Right. It's like... Yeah, because I mean, when people are especially without a mask in a gym, they're filling the room with their aerosols, potentially corona infected. And that doesn't go away unless you have serious ventilation happening. And even then it takes some time. So I'm very strong on that uh, ventilation corona beat. Absolutely. I've watched so many simulations. (laughs) Also, 
as someone who smokes weed, I understand how air flows through a room. Right. You can see it. Right. Think about it. Every time you like puff and you see the smoke, think of that as COVID every time you're around somebody. Yeah. And that is actually very striking. Right. I also, never like, take off my mask. When you open the window, I... you can see how yeah. it goes away, especially if you open two windows. That's, that's COVID for you. That's a great frame of reference. We should try to create some sort of visual comparison for people. I mean, 70% of the nation now, as of election day, has legal cannabis. Yeah, exactly. Elise wrote in the newsletter that we should call the other 30% the narc belt. And I liked that. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Oh, we're in the narc belt, though. I don't we're like in the narc that. belt. What the fuck? Oh, so annoying. Okay, so just imagine that when you're trying to understand how COVID... Right. If you're somewhere where you wouldn't want to secretly take a puff of your vape pen, if you wouldn't trust that you couldn't do that discreetly, then you are at a place where you should not move your mask and not breathe on people. Call it the vape pen rule. The vape pen rule. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. And you know what? Like this is, you know, we are really moving, moving science forward here. Absolutely. This is very scientific and specific means tested all of it. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits healthier hair and skin. Yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great. It looks fancy on the shelf. And I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. So also more than 130 Secret Service officers are said to be infected with coronavirus or quarantining in the wake of Trump's campaign travel. I like how it's like, oh, they're quarantining now. They're quarantining now. The election ended 10 days ago. What have they been doing? Just out and about more? 
Well, I think they were probably waiting to figure out that they're all infected. That's true. And Trump didn't know he wasn't going to keep campaigning. Remember, like for a couple of days, he was like, I'm going to just do like pop up rallies all over the place. And then they're like, we'll just have them for you. And then nothing happened. Well, instead, we haven't seen him for a week. Like he hasn't spoken to the press. He hasn't like come out since his victory speech. Yeah. Did you read the story that he's literally stinking up the White House with fast food? Oh, I didn't read that. Where's that? I don't know. I think I heard about it. I read that he's just throwing ideas out there, but he doesn't believe any of them. And he's considering a 2024 run and he wants to start Trump TV, but like, he's really upset. He's really upset. Like real pissed. And I think he's been staying there. I also read he's been staying there extra late. Like normally he leaves at like 630, which surprised me even stayed. But now he's like taking his dinner there and he's staying there late into the night. He's trying to soak it up. I know. (laughs) Like, if I just stay late, maybe they'll let me be president again. Right. Look, I'm working, I swear. Right. Yes. Yes. I swear. I swear I'll be good. Give me one more chance. One more chance. We're also seeing, like, ongoing consequences of the White House's election party. This would be the third White House outbreak. There was one, like, right at the beginning of the pandemic, a bunch of AIDS, and then um, the confirmation announcement ceremony. And then now this one, there were 150 attendees at that White House party. Reporters said that only Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar wore a mask. Everybody else did not. The latest person to test positive is Corey Lewandowski, also a lawyer who has been heading the Trump's re-election legal challenges. He tested positive on Sunday, but he had already traveled across the country to work on some of these legal challenges. Yeah, he's like a fake lawyer also, but whatever. He has real coronavirus, so that's what matters. Um, <laughs> another, <laughs> wait, another thing I just wanted to add about what Trump's been up to. So apparently, he, like you said, he wants to hold rallies. But the problem is rallies are really expensive and they make no money. And he knows that his, his deadline for making money off the presidency is like 68 days from now. So mm-hmm. him to be spending that money while he's trying to pull it in via emails, so it's not working. So that's why he isn't able to do the rallies, I think really more than anything. Mm-hmm. Also, so his campaign fundraising emails where he's claiming that he's going to like stop the steal, there's, they claim that there's like this huge match on it. There's obviously no match, but you would have to donate $8,000 before your donation starts to go towards lawsuits, anything up to $8,000 is going towards settling campaign debt. So he really can't hold the rallies. Like there's no, no. money for the rallies. That's insane. That's ridiculous. And I've, I mean, some of it can even go, is connected to him just repaying personal expenses. Yeah. Yeah. Like to himself, to his hotel. Right. I mean, that's why that's the Trump business. campaign, right? Yeah. That's I been the last four years. That's why we elected a businessman, Amanda. Right, to pay off his business debts. Yeah. So the report about the fast food is actually from the Daily Mail. So I guess we'll take that Uh, with a grain of salt. But insiders describe the atmosphere in the White House as manic, exuberant, energized, and toxic, which for me is like basically right after I have my coffee until like 10 a.m. Right. You know, it feels that that probably is the energy. And, you know, while I never want to believe anything the Daily Mail says, or sometimes I do want to believe what the Daily Mail says, and this is one of those times. Yeah. Also, anytime anything about the royal family. Right. Also, it tracks. I mean, I have, of course, he's stinking up the the White House with with his fast food. You think he's choosing this week to to go on a diet? 
Right, right. What do you think Ivanka's doing this week? Yesterday, she she got a lot of shit this week because she tweeted, like, AP calls Alaska, and she was losing her shit over it. <laughs> AP has also called the race, of course, uh, which made her look right. like an idiot. But the media doesn't call it. What do I think Ivanka's doing? I think Ivanka probably has coronavirus. I think, yeah. She has coronavirus, and she's in a fever dream about her 2024 run. Oh, for sure. That's That's been the game plan the whole time, probably, is President Ivanka Trump. Well, she's probably upset that her dad's now thinking about his 2024 run. She's like, <laughs> but like Ryan said yesterday, he was like, how is this man going to make it to 2024? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I said out loud to Mike recently, I was like, oh, this man is going to like be part of part of the public imagination for the rest of his life. And then I was like, well, maybe that's not that long. Well, I think he's even getting, he's even sort of, crossing over into Voldemort territory because I was just on the phone with Avi's great aunt and she was like, oh, I don't even want to say his name. So I think that's like, honestly, kind of a strong attitude. Like people just don't want to hear about him anymore. Personally, if we're going to hold him accountable, we're going to have to hear about him. And I'm not cool with them just getting away with whatever. Otherwise, that is the fastest path to having President Ivanka Trump. Because she's yeah. on the hook for a lot of these things, too. And, like, again, if, unless you want her as a presidential candidate, we have to hold these people accountable. Yeah. I've, I've been um, – before the election, before we saw how close it was, I was very, like, I'm not letting him live rent-free in my head. I'm never going to think about him again. And I'm not going to think about him when I don't have to. But yeah. unless we – we're going to have to keep fighting Trumpism for the next four years, for sure. There's – otherwise right. it'll – it's half – I mean, I've seen a lot of really interesting threads about, you know, America has this idea about itself that, like, we've, we've, we've fought back tyranny. We've fought back nepotism. We've fought back these terrible things. But it's like this time, like many other times, it was like half of us that wanted to do that. And like a lot of people were yeah. fine with it. Like people don't accept how the civil war ended. It doesn't mean that these times we just prevailed overwhelmingly in the right direction. No, this is just like every other time. Right. Even, even in the American revolution, weren't like two fifths of the colonists still wanting to be under the monarchy. Like I just think maybe in terms of the general spread of humans like if you take a bell curve maybe like two-fifths of humans just are attracted to like a dictator yeah. type asshole and like yeah. want there to be sort of like a caste system in society and like are averse to equality maybe that's just kind of human nature like months ago i was reading this this study about like authoritarian personalities not authoritarians and the personalities of them but some people just want to live under that type of governing mm -hmm. structure. They just believe in like a little bit more retribution for punishment against certain people. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it aligns with wanting to be in like a very highly organized religion. I think that maybe there's just like a part of human nature that just doesn't share that belief system that we share. And right. like, what are you really going to do about those people? <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. And I think I said... It wasn't half of Americans that like supported slavery. It was actually a very small minority, but it is telling that to this day, people still have flags and are like, it was a two sides war, one team against the other of equal size. Like, the war of Northern aggression. Right, right. Yeah, so I always think about this. It's like, you think your generation is the special one. It's like, we get to reap the rewards, but it's like, no, we're part of the same 
I mean, it's, I always say that adulthood is like living into the cliches where you suddenly, I realize it's like, oh, it's history as a process. I'm like, well, yeah, that's what that means. Okay. Right, right, right. You're like, oh, everyone talks about, says these things, but like now you're seeing what they mean. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be an opposition. Like, I don't believe that the world is ever getting on one page. Right. Uh, But hopefully maybe people that vote in Wyoming. And I only bring up Wyoming because Wyoming voted 70% for Trump. If you're a blue Don Wyoming, bless you. I've been to Wyoming and met a lot of amazing people. And there are like progressive enclaves and like Casper and stuff. And man, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But there's so few people in Wyoming that it's like, how many of us have to move there to just like turn it? Yeah, beautiful. Like Wyoming, is it meant to be? You and I were talking about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Beautiful. I didn't know there were Jews there. Listeners, listeners, please, please, if you want to just relax and lose yourself, and I'm not getting paid to say this, obviously, Real Housewives (laughs) of Salt Lake City is what you want to be watching if you just want to forget about it all for 45 minutes. Yeah. This morning, I woke up at 6.30. And I listened to the Bravo by Batches recap of Real Housewives. That's amazing. I have to do that next. I'll definitely be doing that today. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. One more person who has COVID that we had to address was Representative Don Young. He is the oldest member of Congress. He tested positive at age 87 just after being elected for another term. Sir, you don't, why run for another term? The only person that is allowed to keep working when they're 87 was RBG. And there was a reason why she had to do that. I don't need Dianne Feinstein in the Senate anymore. 
if you have no business running for another six year term in your 80s. I know Why that is ageist. You go retire. It's fun. You got to play Mahjong. You can go on TV. All You just go on TV, write a book, start a podcast with Spotify. It's Read fine. Right. <laughs> Spend time with your grandchildren. Do some water aerobics, yoga. I don't know. Like, enjoy your life. You Nobody to be like sending your blood pressure up, fighting with the Republicans. Leave that to someone a little younger. Well, Diane Feinstein apparently doesn't fight with Republicans, so she's fine. Good point. She hugs them. <laughs> also read five passengers on the first crew in the Caribbean since March have tested positive for COVID. It's like we never had the first part of the pandemic. Right. No one learns. Like, I don't understand. I find it to be so frustrating. Like, at what point are, do people learn from the past? Like, why do you even have a past? Why don't we just all have amnesia? Just make us wake up every day forgetting that, that anything that happened before happened. Because that's basically how we are as a human, as a, like, a country. Yeah. And right now it's looking like maybe most people will have had the vaccine by about April. Sucks if you scheduled your new wedding for March. But that means, <sighs> you know, a year of this life, which is not... It's, I don't think it's good for our health. It's not good for our mental health. It didn't have to be this way. It's going to get, it's going to be a hard, it's going to be a dark winter. Right. That's why I got a happy light. <laughs> again, I've endorsed them on every podcast, every Zoom meeting I have, but I, again, I'm not being paid for that. But okay, here's what sort of baffles me. It's like a giant marshmallow test for everybody. Okay, so we have Thanksgiving and we have Christmas and, and holidays coming up, which is obviously like heavy family gathering time. People travel a lot. Okay, why can't we just say, like, we're just not doing it this year. Like one year we're going to sacrifice or we're going to like seriously make adjustments, like maybe stay outside with masks only if you want to meet up for a little bit. Why can't people just be like, you know what? Like the next six months are going to be really bad. But at least I won't have long COVID and will be able to go on vacation and enjoy my life and see my family members in six months. No, it's true. It really is the marshmallow test because it's like you can have one holiday now or you can have all the holidays later if you just wait. If you just don't right. take this one. Let's say right. this one is Christmas and Thanksgiving. Then you get all your weddings next year. You get summer back. You get Halloween. You get all the holidays. It's fine. Right. It's baffling to me. Like, why can't you just be like, I'm not going to do it this year. I'm just going to play it safe. One year, I have an end in sight. They literally announced a likely vaccine timeline. So it's not like indefinite. That's a really important thing to note is that for much of the pandemic, this has felt indefinite. And I think that motivates people to just be like, right. It's like, I understand that. Like when there's like, when there's no end in sight, it's sort of like, oh, fuck it. But why, when you know, like it's going to be okay soon. Can't you just say, you know what? Like, I'll just chill. Right. Right. I mean, this year I've been thinking a lot. My grandpa's 87 and I'm like, I, okay, I obviously can't go see him, but what if I never see him again? So I'm like, do I go see him this year and, you know, quarantine for two weeks or expose him? And it's like, it's not that simple because I also can't, I can't go just go visit my family because my family in large part cares for him. So they can't see me, but I did start to have those thoughts like, well, if I don't see him now, what if I never see him again? But now that there's sort of an, an off-ramp, I'm like, okay, all right, six months, and then we're vaccinated, and then I can we can see everybody. 
then you could see him potentially for years, God willing. Like, right, you know, right. Because I have a grandpa who's like a young 87 where there's no reason that he, his life should end other than if he gets this deadly virus. Like he's very, a very healthy 87. Exactly. And that's a lot of the people who have died. Yeah. It's like people look at the numbers and they say, oh, but it was all people in their 70s. These people would have lived into their 80s and 90s. These people did right. not have to die. This isn't nothing. Would you advise that your grandfather could run for a six-year term? No, absolutely (laughs) not. He's way too grumpy. (laughs) No way. But they do get a little agitated at the old age. No, he'd get agitated and he would talk for, they would be like, Sim, are you filibustering? And he was like, no, I was just talking. He talks so much. (laughs) He doesn't talk on the phone for the next six months. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I'll call him right after this. Oh, that's really cute. Well, yes. He was very excited because he's an 87 year old Jewish socialist who lives in North Carolina and they were really, really hoping they all cast blue votes, but maybe post pandemic, we should set him up with Avi's aunt. Cause they great aunt. Cause they, she's, I think she's also like around that age and oh, and similar values, Jewish. I don't know if she's a social, but she definitely if you're a Jewish here, you got to splash a socialist in you. Yeah, the time. I mean, she's definitely like, they sound, she's, she, here's the thing. She lives in Princeton, New Jersey. So her hobby is taking classes at Princeton for fun. <laughs> Put it that way. Sounds like she could be a senator. You know, again, I don't want to break the 87 year old six term rule though. Like, I don't <laughs> wanna, you know, you can, here's the rule. You can be a senator up until you're 87. You don't need to run for a new term after 85. That's it. You're done. Good job. Okay. Finish out your term. Right. We don't want to be ageist. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another wild week. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.